0: Welcome back, everybody. It is another Writer Wednesday and a brand spanking new episode of the Author Revolution podcast. As always, I'm your host, Carissa Andrews. (laughs) Okay, so it's been 16 episodes and I'm already saying as always, oh boy, we might be in trouble today. (laughs) Anyway, this week's episode should be a good one. We've talked a lot about things on the podcast already, but none of them are as highly debatable in the writer world as today's topic, at least not in my circles. Yes, that's right. We're going to be talking about dropping your pants, setting them on fire, and donning on a shiny new plotter's hat. All right. So after that visual, you're welcome, by the way. I hope you know I'm actually talking about transforming from a pantser writer to a plotter by the way of outlining. Look, I get it. It's not sexy to outline. It's not the fun part of writing, right? You have a story and you want to dive right in and start exploring because that's where the magic happens. I get it. I have been where you are. However, after a decade in this writing business, I am also here to tell you that by not outlining, you are making the number one rookie writer mistake I have seen all emerging authors make, myself included. So let me tell you a story. When I first started writing Pandamus, which was my first official novel, I had other novels, but they were, you know, when I was a teenager and not quite up to par yet. (laughs) I had a great idea. The story came to me. It was a magical moment and I was excited to immerse myself in the world. I could sense that the story wanted to come out and I couldn't wait to make it come to life. I didn't know what I was doing, but I've totally figured how hard could this be? Naive? Maybe. But that's honestly how I felt. Because NaNoWripeMo2010 was rolling around, I didn't take a whole lot of time to plan the novel. Instead, I sort of took a few notes, thought about my characters and what they were telling me, what my world building was going to look like. And then November hit. So by the seat of my pants, I flew getting well over 50,000 words written that month. In fact, by the time I got done with the first draft, it was actually well over 100,000 words. And let me just make this clear. <laughs> this is a YA science fiction fantasy novel, so it should have nowhere near a hundred thousand words. So while I knew I had something unique and interesting by the way it was written, I also felt super lost. I, I felt lost with the whole entire story. Did it have an arc? What was it, really, that my characters were trying to accomplish in this first book? Did I succeed in making that clear to my readers? Honestly, I didn't know. I was just having fun telling the story and seeing where it led. But the problem was, how do you know if your book is any good? How did I know if I hit my mark? What even was my mark? <laughs> I didn't know what my genre was. It was the, the weird mashup of sci-fi, fantasy, dystopia, supernatural stuff, magical creatures. To me, it felt more fantasy than sci-fi, but it took place on another planet. So all of this confusion led to two editors trying to make sense of my world and in the end not doing a very good job of getting it prettied up. So I spent nearly three more years trying to get Pandamis in shape and all because I didn't understand my story, my genre, or where this particular book was trying to go. I wish I could say I learned my lesson for the next two books and I guess I sorta did, but not as well as I would have liked. So after Pandamas was written, I took a hiatus from writing daily because I was in the middle of a divorce, a remarriage, having a baby. But all that time gave me insights into writing. I never stopped learning my craft just because I had other things going on. I just knew I couldn't dive into the story creation part of it. But along the way, I discovered some of what I was missing. So for Polarities and Revolutions, the next two books, I did have skeletal outlines created. So I understood what I wanted to say and how I wanted to say it, but it wasn't very detailed, and the story itself still did its own thing in a lot of ways despite my best efforts to wrangle it in. However, that being said, I did hammer out both books between NaNoWriMo 26 and the beginning of 2017. So by the end of that year, both books were rapid released in October and November, so I had clearly made progress, right? However, It wasn't until I wrote Oracle that I knew I was on to something with my outlining. That book took me a little over a month to write, and it was released a couple of months later. Every single book since then has now been written quickly, edited quickly, and put it up for sale. Whether or not I have a long lead up to my launch depends on the book. But honestly, the creation part of it, the writing to finished product, is so much faster than it ever has been in my entire life. So this year, I'm putting my money where my mouth is, and I've crafted my skeletal outlines, my detailed outlines, and even my entire series is up for pre-order a year before the launch dates. So I know now that I can write quickly because I have a past history and the tools to back me up. While to some it might seem like a leap to put four books up for sale before they're entirely written, to me, they're inevitable. And yes, if you love the Marvel Universe, that was totally a nod at Thanos. We've been watching the Avengers movies with my son lately. He is uh, new to the whole Marvel world in realm of TV shows or TV movies, and he, he is in love with the Hulk. Anyway, here's the thing. Taking the time to outline your novels has so many pros to outweigh the cons. So if you have been rolling your eyes at the whole outlining process, I truly do understand. I was there too. I thought outlining would stifle my creativity and make my writing too formulaic and I like being analytical and I like to organize, but I also love being surprised because it takes a lot to catch me off guard. However, in embracing a full-on story outline, meaning chapter by chapter, I found I'm excited for the overall four-book arc. I know where I'm heading with each character, so I'm able to drop Easter eggs intentionally as I write the first draft rather than afterwards. And so much more. Maybe at this point you're wondering, okay, so Carissa, that's that's all fine and well. You're getting faster at your writing, but how the heck do I implement it? I'm not you. Well, you're not alone. So let's go ahead and chat about it. So in my mind, there are actually three different outlines that you can use, and each one is a hundred percent better than the one before it. So assuming you are starting at pantsing your story, the next step up would be number one: pure summary this is where you sit down and you write out kind of an elevator pitch for your story in about five or six sentences. You determine what the hook of your story is, write the summary in a way that's clear to you and provides answers like the who, what, where, and why. Sometimes you can put in the whens because if you have like a historic novel, you can also add that in too. But for me, those are the big ones. So as an example, Here is mine for Pandamus, a 17-year-old girl runs away from a controlled society on a tidally locked planet. I've answered the who and the where. She's then attacked and left for dead, but saved by a group of people living outside that society. Okay, so now it's the hook and like, what's going on here? Throughout the story, she is being hunted by an evil villain. Ooh, there's another big deal here. As well as learning that she has powers that were kept at bay while inside. She learns she's part of a prophecy meant to return the planet to its original glory, but it will all come at a price. So all of those things are giving information about what the story is, where it's taking place, why the reader should care, why this, this whole situation is happening. And that gives you a clear guideline of how to go ahead and write the story. However, number two, the step up that makes that particular outline 100% better, Is the skeletal outline. This is honestly just two to three sentences of your three major plot points your inciting incident, your goal or main climax, and your resolution. You can add a little more detail than that by including how you lay out your exposition in the beginning and your rising and falling action or conflicts. Usually, this part of it will start to take into consideration the three acts or the four quarters of a novel, which is a fancy way to break your novel down into bite sized chunks, okay? If you don't know what the three acts or the four quarters are, hang tight because we'll be talking about those in an upcoming podcast episode. So, really, all a skeletal outline is is a really quick snapshot of what it is you're trying to accomplish with your story arc. Number three, though, is your chapter by chapter outline. This is the one I've really embraced this year, and in part thanks to my mentorship with Rebecca Hamilton. In the past, I was happy doing just the detailed skeletal outline, meaning Expanded out to include as much of the story arc and the twists and turns and everything that I could possibly think of, but without going into an actual chapter by chapter analysis. I have found that by really having to sit and think about my overall story arc, though, that means again, the inciting incident, the main climax, and the resolution, and sinking into a chapter by chapter format, I'm actually still able to let my imagination take me where I want it to go. But in a more succinct format, so it's more condensed, it's in that half a day, and I'm able to just really imagine what this overall story is going to look like. It actually helped me not to have as many hang-ups, and it didn't lead to the kinds of writer's block that can happen if you write it yourself into a corner, which is not fun either. So in order to do this, like I mentioned briefly, you sit down and you write three to six sentences about the main goal and the problems that are going to be going on during each chapter or scene. Take an entire two to four hour block to just sit down, jam out some tunes and really think about this whole thing. If you want to write 60,000 words and you plan to have roughly 2,000 words per chapter, that's about 30 chapters. Makes it easy to know where your acts are and where your four quarters are. And if you like to write so that you have 3,000 words per chapter, you can plan to have 20 chapters. It's really up to you and how you like to write and how many words you like to have in each chapter, but that kind of gives you a basis and a guideline. So number four, I'm actually going to give you a bonus. (laughs) So I didn't say four different types of outlines, but this one is kind of a combo. So we'll go with it. So bonus, combo skeletal and flashlight chapter by chapter outline. If sitting down for a whole afternoon doesn't sound like fun or for whatever reason isn't feasible in your world, there is another way. Okay, so you start out by creating your skeletal outline with as much detail as you can muster for that overall story arc. Then you move into what I call a flashlight chapter by chapter analysis or outline. And basically, this means you use your skeletal outline to guide your overall story arc. But before you write your next chapter, you brainstorm where the scene will take you. So if that didn't sound clear, let me give you an example. You write your skeletal outline with your plot points. Okay, so you know where all those big things are. You figure out how many words per chapter, and what you're aiming for as a final word count for your story. Once that's done, now you write your chapter one's outline synopsis. So that's two to three sentences, what's going to happen in this chapter or the scene, and why. Then you write it. You sit down and you write your chapter one. Once you know how it played out versus how your outline looked, you sit down and you write chapter two's outline synopsis. Then you write chapter two and so on. You keep referring back over to your skeletal outline so that it can guide you on your overall story arc, but you can make your entire trip along this writing journey of writing your novel, doing it a chapter at a time so that you don't have to sit down and really do the whole thing. The only problem I've found with that is that it doesn't give you the insight that sitting down and doing the whole thing in one go really does. So your subconscious might be doing a little bit of that background, figuring out while you're in the writing phase rather than doing it when you're in the brainstorm creation phase. And it could slow you down just a little bit that way. I'd also like to mention that in episode 12, we talked about mind maps and how they can be helpful for brainstorming your series creation. For the same reason, they can also be used to help guide you with your outlines too. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, I would encourage you to go back, listen to episode 12 and see if it'll help sort out some of your confusion around your chapter or where it is you're trying to go, especially if you start feeling stuck in the middle of writing. We also touched on it a little bit in last week's episode where we talked about needing a project management tool. So if you didn't catch actually both of those episodes, don't worry, I will link to them in the show notes. But the point is, Outlining is an incredibly important phase of your novel or series creation, and it's not one that should really be skipped at all, even if you're a newbie. So please, learn from this once newbie if you can. So let's talk really quickly about what I consider our major pros to outlining your novel. There are three of them, and hopefully it'll help drive home just why exactly this phase can be so helpful. So number one, it's mastery over your story arc. Remember when I said that I spent three years floundering around wondering if I wrote Pandamus right? Three years! I wrote the book in under four months, but the rest of the time was spent tinkering with it and getting it to adhere to some sort of story flow. If you learn one thing from me, please, please let it be this. You don't have to spend so much time in indecision if you can just take an afternoon to get clear on your story arc before you start. Number two. You get clear direction for your chapters and scenes. If writing the next scene or chapter is hard for you, maybe you question your arc while you're writing it, not like me where that didn't happen until the end. Then outlining truly means getting clear on your direction for the chapters and scenes before you even sit down to write them. Look, we're all better writers when we know what to write. If you sit me down and say, write a story, while I could probably do it, it'll take me a heck of a lot longer because I'll have to think about what to write about. Where if you say, write a story about a necromancer living in an ancestral home with tons of secrets, oh man, my imagination has already gone to town. You see what I'm saying? The more information you give your imagination to work with, the easier the writing will be, which leads nicely to the third pro to outlining, which is write faster. If the goal is to make a career out of writing, you don't have time to lose putzing around because your ego is saying it doesn't want to be organized. Screw that. Your subconscious and imagination works best with constraints. Sounds counterintuitive, but it is not. Go back to that last thing that we just talked about about the house and the necromancers, okay? It likes constraints because that allows it to try to find workarounds in order to make things fit. Your creativity now has rules that it can try to maneuver around. So as soon as you have those parameters in place and you know those rules, You're going to surprise yourself with just how quickly you can write. And we're not talking about crap writing either. We're talking about well thought out storylines that you've mastered through the art of storytelling, all because you put a little bit of time at the front end getting clear on your story. So, why wouldn't you do that? When it comes to all of this, there is literally only one tool you need to get started. You ready for it? It's yourself. (laughs) You must convince yourself that outlining your novel or series is time well spent and then sit down to do the work. You can literally do this with a piece of paper, a Google Doc, Excel spreadsheet, or use Scrivener. If you're at all like me, while you might bristle at the idea of outlining at first, deep down, you know there's truth in it. Publishing in our modern age isn't easy, but you can make it 100% more effective when you know where you're going and why. I am also actually in the process of creating a new self-assessment tool. I've been hearing it over and over again the past few months, actually, about people having trouble trying to figure out whether or not their story is in the right place. I'm creating the self-assessment tool. It's chock full of bonus goodies to help you assess your story, whether you've already written it, but don't know if it's working, or if you want to make sure that you have all the pieces in place before you start writing. It's called the Author Revolution Story Cure, and it'll be out in the next couple of weeks. Not only will it have clear details on the story archetypes, the three acts versus the four quarters and all that good fun stuff, but there will also be help on understanding your genre and a digital tool to help you outline, which is obviously the important piece in this message. As soon as it's ready to rock and roll, you will be the first to know. I'll also make sure to link to it in today's show notes once it's already gone live. Okay, so outlining has literally saved me months, maybe years off my writing and publishing time. It gives me a base reference for story flow and helps guide me on my writing journey in a way that nothing and no one else can do. And I'm sure that we'll touch on this subject more throughout the year. But for now, if you have questions, I'd love for you to drop me a comment on our Author Revolution Facebook page. Or if you're a student already, ask it in our online community. I'd be more than happy to help you out. In the meantime, remember, you can head over to our show notes to get more details and links to everything that we've talked about today. Just head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash 16. Well, there you have it, guys. I hope this podcast episode shed some light on why outlining is truly a lifesaver. Next week, I want to talk about another lifesaver, editorial calendars. (laughs) Yes, I am a planner. So it means knowing not only how to write what comes next, but What is coming down the pipeline after that? A lot of journalists and bloggers use editorial calendars, but we're going to talk about why you need one too. So stay tuned. One last thing though, before I leave, have you subscribed to this podcast? Wherever you found it, Spotify, iTunes, or another location, it would mean the world to me if you'd follow along. Clicking the subscribe button literally takes a second, but it really does put a smile on my face. Okay, guys, that's a wrap. Until next time, go forth and be awesome. This podcast episode has been brought to you by four amazing people, Daphne Garrison, Tammy Tyree, Quinn Ward, and Scarlett Braden, who are Author Revolution podcast Patreon supporters. If you'd like to learn more about becoming a patron, head over to authorevolution.org forward slash Patreon to find out what the awesome membership levels are and what you end up getting. The Author Revolution Podcast is here to provide tips, tricks, and tools for embracing a prolific author mindset and making your dreams of becoming a full-time author a reality. In order to continue providing the quality content you've come to know and love, I would appreciate your support. As a one-woman show, the podcast takes a lot of time away from other tasks like writing. (laughs) Plus, your support also makes this mompreneur's heart smile head over to authorevolution.org forward slash Patreon.